0: Over the last few years, that was really uh, that revelation. And as I started to figure that out, I then began to look back at times in my life where I used story and it made a difference. It caused a shift in how people perceived me or uh, how things happened or, or actions that were taken yeah. right after that. And so, yeah. you know, you begin to capture that stuff and you're, say, you're saying, okay, wait a minute, there's something here. Yeah. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So, without further ado, here is the odd
1: man. Greetings and salutations, folks. This is Audley Stevenson, back for another edition of Hands Down, the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. This is the Audacious Living Podcast, and I appreciate you for being here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping listeners live their best audacious lives ever. As always, I encourage you to connect with us through our social media channels, or you can subscribe uh, to us on YouTube by tapping that bell, ding, 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 or uh, checking us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And that way, uh, you are guaranteed to be connected to all good things Audacious related. Now, we're gonna talk about the art of storytelling on this edition of the podcast. And while, and, and while we'll certainly touch on sort of the elements of what makes a, a story effective, compelling, and memorable, we'll also get into the awesome benefits that storytelling has to ourselves and others when we share our stories. Now, I, I don't think a lot of people immediately recognize the incredible power that they share, when we share our experience has right away or realize how impactful it can be but I promise you it is. And so to help us further the conversation, dip, dig a bit deeper into the topic, we've got Robert Kennedy III with us. He's a communication specialist, he's a speaker and trainer, and he specifically works with people to help them find their personal story and the most effective way to share it with the rest of the world. It really, really is a great chat. Lots of fabulous insights. And Robert uh, does a great job of breaking it down, helping us understand the impactful and wonderful benefits of storytelling. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Robert Kennedy III. enjoy. Greetings, salutations, Robert, thank you for joining me on the
0: audacious living podcast it's great to have you here my friend i'm so glad to be here on the audacious podcast with Audley. i'm wondering how you came up with that name (laughs) i I tell you it was hard
1: i'll tell you the the, the quick version i i kind of said to myself i wanted to create something as value and you'd understand this as well as a speaker podcast you want to create something as value you also want to create something that resonates with you and you can connect with and um i spent some time doing kind of a really kind of a deep dive into myself and what mattered to me and what was important to me and while i was kind of going through that process i i sort of sort of stumbled on the fact that when i look back at sort of all my major accomplishments my successes my victories i demonstrated some form of audaciousness some level of boldness I took a, you know, I took a risk. I was, I was courageous in some fashion and you know, everything else after that just kind of fell into place. And so for me, it really ties back to, you know, if you're looking to live, uh, you know, that best audacious life I oftentimes talk about, uh, it it involves that very first step. And so everything else just happened after that, I flowed out of that, so there we go.
0: Love it, man. Are you in Canada? I absolutely am. Toronto, Ontario yeah I'm just I'm hearing it I'm hearing it i I lived in Oshawa for about two years okay and and my I had family that my grandfather was my grandparents were in Toronto Willowdale real okay. again, for 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 thirty years yep so you know I told you I grew up in New York, so we were always up there to visit and yep. Um, so, yeah, just very familiar with the area. There you go. There you go. I
1: know it well. Um, so let, 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 let's talk about you and your work, uh, Robert, because I, uh, uh, I mean, one thing that's clear to me is that you, your, your, your path has kind of been up and down. And, you know, it's never straight, right? That path that right. we take to get where it's always up and down at wines. And, and I truly believe that those wines and those twists and turns that we take, they do serve a purpose. And it yeah. sort of the sense that I get is that they fed into
0: everything that you're doing right now. Well, my wife always says this to me. She says nothing is wasted. And so you think that you have these two totally divergent career paths or these two different things that you've done. And when you look back, you really are able to see the common thread in all of this, man. So I mean, from a career perspective, I've, I've been in the mental health field. I've been a radio news host or news anchor. I've been a teacher. I've been a real estate agent. I've been a trainer, uh, technical course developer, and now speaker and still trainer, workshop facilitator and video storytelling expert is what I call it now these days. But all of that is this really neat package that especially as I tell stories, I'm able to pull from all of these different little situations and experiences in life to make something juicy, man do you find as,
1: as and we'll we'll certainly get into the storytelling aspect of you, because I know it's a big part of your work. Yeah. Uh, do,
0: do you find yourself kind of always looking for that story in situations? Well, you know what, I, I think now more intentionally than before, yeah. before I was just living, man. It was, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're struggling to get to the next thing or you're trying to figure out what's the next thing that you need to know or conquer. And now I'm a more, bit more intentional at the end of my day, at the end of my week in looking, uh, going over the week or reflecting and saying, okay, what were the lessons that I learned? What were the things yeah. Yeah. that happened this week that I can take away from? So, I mean, for example, like you, if you're looking at me right now, you see a little scar here, right? You see, okay. yeah. I've yeah. had a little bit of a black eye. I saw this was a couple, about a week and a half ago, I slipped on ice okay. and hit my head on okay. a sidewalk. Wow. And I had this big, uh, lump wow. <laughs> right wow. on my head. So my wife, you know, she was in the car when it happened that she got ice from a restaurant really quickly, put ice on it, got the swelling down. But the next morning I woke up and right. I had this big black eye here. Right. Thing is, I was supposed to speak in Orlando three mm. days later. Mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I had my first experience with concealer. We went to the makeup <laughs> store. I love it. <laughs> and so she got me she got me some concealer, man. And man, the dude in the in the store put this concealer on me and I'm looking at it. I'm like, whoa, that's magic. <laughs> right? It's like everything disappeared. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm like this is a story and I it, in my speech so I I went through I was teaching about um how to use some specific technic- techniques in, in virtual classrooms or virtual, virtual teaching. And I said at the very end, I got, this, I got this wipe and I started to wipe off the concealer, like wow. right on stage. Right? Wow. And I said, hey, I tell them the story and I said, here's the thing, I I've put, I've put concealer on, but even with the concealer, there's some stuff that's still happening underneath. There's still dirt underneath, there's still injury underneath. As a matter of fact, I may have a scar that never yes. ever goes away. Yes. yes. So here's the thing, you're teaching students in a, vir- in a virtual environment and that may never ever go away. Right. So what do you do? Do you, do you maintain until we quote unquote get back to normal? Right. I was hoping my eye would get back to normal right before I came to speak to y'all. No. <laughs> right. what? What? Or do we figure out how to move forward authentically and boldly and powerfully in spite yeah. of the situation that we're in,
1: and and and, and so, so again, so first a great great story, and, and I, I think great great analogy with respects to sort of the, the, the options or choices that we have when we you know come into these situations, and is it about covering it up or accepting what you have yeah. and still proceeding forward? Because that's really what we're talking about here. We're, the, we're, we're, we're we're confronted with these two choices all the time in every yeah. situation, and it really comes down to what do we do?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah. it. I, and I love that word, choice. Yeah. Because that's it. A lot of times we feel like we're forced to do certain things or when somebody says, "Oh, I had no choice." Or mm. "That's just the way I am." Yeah. Um or that's just the way I'm wired." I'm like, mm. "We wake up every day." Yeah. And not every choice is easy, right? Not every choice gives you the comfort that you desire. Yes. However, they are still choices right. and the consequences come with that or results. I don't even wanna say the word consequences, but yep. stuff, yep. results, yep. effects yep. happen yep. after every choice. And we just decide which effect or which result or which consequence, if we wanna use that word, do we, do we wanna embrace?
1: Yeah, yeah whenever i hear that you know that's just the way i am it it, it leaves with such a, a a defeatist attitude if you will like yeah. like that i'm it's over and, and, it's, and it's never over right there's always yeah, yeah. that next level that next step and it involves some work there's no question about it it involves some work so i'm, I'm glad you started touching that and led off with that with that story so so uh, so where, where i'm curious i'm gonna have to kind of go back a bit because you've you've sort of talked about the need to shift and a pivot. Pivot's a big word we've heard over the course of the last year and a half or so because of the pandemic. Pivot, change, shift. Uh, what what sort of necessitated it for you and why you had to go from one to the next to the next? What was what was it?
0: Well, you know, I I don't know in every case that it was um, a, a necessity. Okay. In some cases, it was. In couple, one, one case, I got fired. So, oh, so that would so, always do it. <laughs> so I had to do the next thing. Um, so it, actually, I'll say two cases. One case, it was that I, um, I was given the option to go on a uh, temporary probation okay. or resign. That was one. And okay. so I totally switched fields, uh, okay. going from mental health field into teaching after that. And then there was another case in my teaching career where I got let go. I mean, we moved from Massachusetts to Maryland and 10 Mm -hmm. days after we get here, three kids under the age of five, Mm. right? My wife had gotten another job here. I'm working on an online university. 10 days after we make this move, we trek more than 400, almost 500 miles to a new state, new house, new place. 10 days after we get here, I lose my job online. And so now, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, yes. I'm a man. I I got to figure it out. I got to figure this thing out. Right? right I do right. what everybody else does. Yep. Go on, you hop on Monster indeed, simply hired, all of the job sites, start pumping your resume out and seeing if you can get an interview and I just was not getting any interviews. Hmm. Now, um as I look back, um I'm a spiritual person. I'm I'm a I'm a man of faith and so I look at this situation and I'm kind of like um, I wasn't getting in interviews and that was God saying to me, dude, I told you to trust me because mm. I, I knew I should have been an entrepreneur from a long time before. Right, that. right, right,
1: right, right, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And I started two companies. I, I, sure. you know,
0: dibbled and dabbled in entrepreneurship yep. while I had the safety net yes. of my teaching gig. Yep. I get it. Um, but yeah, I, I knew that this was a faith move that I should have made or I needed to make uh, quite a bit before that or at least it was coming so now this was the time where it was like do put up or shut up yeah um, decide that you're either going to sit here and complain and whine about why not me or why is nobody why calling me, me or nope. figure it out hmm. and make some steps yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it's it's it, you know that that, that that push, right? We all, we, you know, sometimes we need that push to move forward or need to be pushed to move right. forward. And uh, uh, it's, it's not a bad thing. Uh, I mean, I think what happens is, you know, we oftentimes want to kind of be in control of everything and control what happens in our lives. And and there's some times where we just don't have that control right. and we've right, just right. got to respond. And so that's where sometimes a push is, is, is not a bad thing. Although <laughs> we didn't ask for it, <laughs> 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 which is kind of right. what happens. <laughs> I, I, I want I want for you to identify me, Robert. When you uh, saw or recognized the value in stories, because you certainly again you spent a lot of time. Uh, we, we just talked about it a little bit, you know, you know, searching all these stories and and using those stories to to impact and influence and inspire audiences and and people that you work with. When did you recognize that? Yeah, stories are valuable. <sighs>
0: I would say I did not intentionally recognize it until a few years ago. Hmm, that recently, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was was only once I started to teach about communication specifically, because I mean, I've been a trainer and speaker. I mean, I've been officially a speaker for maybe the last five or six years, but I've been a trainer and teacher for a very long time. Yeah. Right. And so I had always trained on technical things or, I trained on leadership or you know something in that regard and then it was once I began to lean into okay how do people connect with each other when they're communicating how do we really reach this this place of alignment so that we can get to a place of agreement when we have communication um and I was starting to look for what what that was and recognizing that the majority of people especially in a corporate settings yep the way that they communicate is very task data chart information driven yes and they don't always remember that people make decisions you know all things being considered with emotion yeah not, yeah <laughs> right? no you're right you're right yeah. so yeah so that i mean that that over the last few years that was really uh that revelation and as i started to figure that out i then began to look back at times in my life where I used story and it made a difference. It caused a shift in how people perceived me or uh, how things happened or, or actions that were taken right yeah. after that. And so, yeah. you know, you begin to capture that stuff and you're, say, you're saying, okay, wait a minute, there's something here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let, well let the me story. Share with
0: others how to do it.
1: Yeah, well, the stories is what we emotionally connect with, right? We, we we hear them, um they might they might trigger us in some way, they might take us back to a a point in our lives that we were, you know, that impacted us greatly, whether positive or negative. And, yeah. you know, we and, and those are the ones that we remember, right? You, yeah. you know, someone will, you know, someone will get up on stage and they'll speak for an hour, and you may forget everything they say, you know, a year later, but you'll remember that story they told you.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: That's Absolutely. what will resonate with you, and that, and and then and then what falls out of that is is a lesson that the story was meant to leave with you, to leave you with.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I think why 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 I lean into that as well is as as a speaker. Sometimes people ask me about public speaking, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Robert, you know, how do you do it so naturally? How how do you get on a stage, or how do you not feel? totally freaked out and nervous when you get asked to speak about something. I'm like, you know, it's not true that I don't get totally freaked out. It's not that I don't get nervous. Uh, I say to my some of my clients, our job is not to get rid of the butterflies it's to help them fly in formation. <laughs> right? So um, what so what what I tend to do is I'm like, how do you help them fly information? Well, you come up with structures or frameworks so that you can connect the dots while you're on stage or while you're speaking, so that you don't feel like you're just this train rumbling along without a destination. Right, right. There's a purpose. So, you know, for me, storytelling is a piece of that. And what is the framework that I'm using in order to deliver the information in a way that is not only palatable, but clear, concise, compelling, and connective with yeah. my audience.
1: Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we start off sort of talking about boldness and audaciousness and risk-taking and courage and all sorts of things. And, you know, t- telling these authentic real life stories is all of those. Like, yeah. you, you have to have those aspects or elements to tell that powerful story, to tell that story that resonates with people. Yeah. And that sometimes
0: is not an easy thing, is it? It's, you know, it's not always an easy thing, but it's easier than we think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, so here's the deal. There are a lot of different types of of stories and there are a lot of different types of results. I mean, sometimes you want to be able to tell a story um, just to connect with people And some, and one of the things that I ask people to reach for in some of their storytelling is empathy, right? So empathy is this thing that we all have a little bit of yes some of us it's more developed in yes i agree that emotional intelligence scale um but we all have it and here's how i know we all have it right if we're standing you're facing me and we're talking and a brick falls on your shoulder yes i go ooh. yeah right because i'm responding (laughs) yes to a situation that happened to you because i know the feeling not necessarily of a brick but i know the feeling of something hurting that's right that's right. Right? I know the f- and so empathy is this thing inside of us that um is able to capture or feel a feeling that another person feels. Or at least remember an experience where you felt a feeling that the yes. other person has yeah. felt. No similar. Right. Yeah. And so how do we how do we do that? So when we're in stories we're like okay, um how can I make the audience feel a feeling that I felt or how can I tap into a feeling that they have felt before? Right. So yeah. So so that's one of the things that I've got to consider every time I tell a story. So that's that's the empathy side, right? Yep. So uh-huh. there's another story that I can tell where it's not about a feeling that they felt, but it may be an aspirational story about a place that they want to get to. Yes. Right. So if you if you go on Instagram and you go on, on on most on a lot of social media sites, influencers tap into this all the time. Yeah. They're like, okay, I'm on this plane. Yeah. I'm, I'm in first beach. class. I'm, I'm on this, this beach. Life. Yeah, Yo, because yeah, people, yeah. you're sitting in your cubicle. You're sitting <laughs> in your, your spot at home. You're like, oh my gosh, I want be, to be there. I want that. Right? Yeah. I want to get there. You know. So there's you got you got the empathetic, you got the aspirational, and then there's also the inspirational. And and speakers, Les Brown, uh, Willie Jolly, Zig Ziglar. They 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 made their money on this because they're like, it's not just about a place that you wanna get to, but what can I uh, light up or what can I catalyze or how can I create Mm. a spark inside of you so that you can then move, right? So the aspirational is, I'm gonna show you where I am and where you could be. Yes. The inspirational is, I'm gonna show you how to move to get there.
1: Yeah right Right.
0: (laughs) so i mean there's there's so many different things that we could we could we could go into with regard to Mm storytelling the purpose of story the 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 reasons behind story but the biggest thing for people to know is that listen stories ultimately must connect with a desire a need or an experience in the listener
1: right And, and and that's the big one like what what it's almost what are we doing here Why are we doing what we're doing? What really is that purpose, right? And so when I get up to tell my story, what is my purpose? I gotta know what my destination is and I gotta figure out a way that we're all coming along for the ride. And that's really what it is, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I share with a lot of my public speaking um, students, um, I think as you just mentioned, destination, I share a framework with them and I'm giving this to your listeners for free, mm-hmm. y'all. Here we go, listen up, take notes, yeah. right? <laughs> so <laughs> I share this framework with them that I call the E's framework. Okay. So the first E is energy, the A is ask, the second, the S is, is story, and the second E is explain. And, and I share with them, you deliver it forwards, but you create it backwards. Mm. So you start out by thinking about, okay, what's the point that I wanna make? What's the thing that I want to explain? What's the thing going? that I want them to know? Okay, cool, I got that, real quick. What's a story that I can tell that brings that point home? What's a story that I can tell that brings that point to life? Yes. Then I go back into the ask, okay? So before I get into a story, I wanna tap into an experience that people have had. So I ask a question that says, um, how have you ever experienced this? Or how many people have experienced yes. this? Or what was it like the last time that you, or it doesn't have to be a question. It can be, imagine what it would be like if.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, so now you literally, you start playing this movie and people says they're flipping through their mental Rolodex and they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're connecting with that experience. And so now you share the story that right. boom hits that experience. So that first E is energy. And yep. it's like, okay, what's the energy that I want to create? Do I want them to be reflective? Mm. Do I want them to be hyped? So, if I know that I need for them to be on fire, then yes. I've got to bring it. I've got to come yes. with it. My question, right. the thing that comes next, has to uh, bring that out. Absolutely. In them. So, you know, if you ever hit real quick on on the spot, extemporaneous for uh, 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 to speak or to answer a question or to do something. Um, yeah use that simple ease it's framework easy. and that's going to help you really figure out how to to deliver this information and then land it land it in an sure. easy way yeah
1: i, I think where and, and and having that framework and and this will slide into another important aspect of you know public speaking or communication is confidence mm-hmm. so having that framework having that ease framework can certainly help with confidence because for for a lot of people robert that's 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 a deal breaker for them. Like, you know, they're like, I, I, I can't do this. I've I'm, I'm not done this before. I'm afraid to speak, or whatever their, you know, whatever their mind has told them that the reason why they can't. But again, de- developing people's confidence, sort of touch on that because that's that's gonna be the big one.
0: Yeah. So I, I and here's the thing that I need everybody to know. Nike mm-hmm. had come up with this, this phrase decades ago. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Right? And here's the thing. A lot of us, we want this, this switch. We, we want the secret and people pay for secret sauce all the time, right? All the they're time. Like, all the they, time. they're trying to get rich quick. They try, oh, if you only do this, if you spend $97, you're going to do it. And people are like, oh yeah, let me spend $97 because tomorrow there's going to be 4 million in my bank account. That's right, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's just not how life really works, mm-hmm. right? It, so the thing is about confidence, my definition of confidence is this. Okay. Confidence is, the, is repetition with the expectation of success. So confidence doesn't flip a switch. It's not this dude that you met in high school that walked in with the leather jacket with the hair looking like Fonzie. It's, <laughs> that, it's, it's not just a look. It's yes. literally, okay, I'm going to do something, even if I do it in a small way. Yes. Even if I spend one minute doing it. And then the next day I spend two minutes. And then the next day I spend five minutes. And then the next day I spend 10 minutes. It is repeating an action over and over until you get to the point where you are successful at it or you don't have to think that deeply about it right. anymore. Right. So my daughter, she's in, a, she's in college now, but when she was learning to drive, okay. she would uh, get in the car and she would look in the left mirror and then she would adjust the right mirror, then uh-huh. she would adjust the rear view mirror, yeah. and then she would uh, back the car out. And then she'd drive down the or she'd start to drive, put the car in gear, and press the gas. And she's literally in her mind calculating how hard she needs to press this gas in oh, order wow. to get the car to move <laughs> towards a certain distance, right? Five, six, seven months later, she's taking off down the cul de sac, and I'm kind of like, dude, slow down. What's, <laughs> what's going on? Because now, She's repeated the actions so much that she's confident in it. And it starts with little steps. So yeah, having the framework and then just doing it, starting out with little steps. Um, So yeah, speak in front of your mama and them, speak in the shower, record yourself speaking, do something that is going to start help you to develop that confidence. I'm 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 a big fan of of, of sort of capturing or,
1: or your wins, so to speak, as I call that, right? Because yeah. you, you you build up those wins. That also helps with your confidence because it almost becomes like, yeah, I did this. 10 times already. I've done this all I've been down this track. I've been down this road. I've achieved this. Like those are so so rep, so going to your point of repetition, that's a big part of it. And, and, and keeping track of that and reminding us. Because sometimes we need those reminders, Robert. We need to be reminded of you know what our greatness looks like in order for us to achieve that next one, that next milestone or victory or whatever it is we're looking after. Love it. Love it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um uh, so, so on the communication it's just through your communication company you, you you help people you you inspire people you get them to where they need to be um th- there's a piece of this in the art of communication i guess i want to call it. the art of communication uh because some things some people think there's a big secret to it right and, and and how do you be that most effective communicator and how you get your message across and and for me for me you know i, I boil it down probably for me it, it, it might be you know vary from person to person but for me, it starts with listening, right? Oh, yeah. Being an, an effective listener, knowing that when I step in front of a group or I stepped into a meeting or an audience, I've already heard, you know, where they're from or what they're looking for or what they're after. And that allows me to respond appropriately. I think I sort of talk about uh, just the significance of listening.
0: Man, so listening is huge, and listening is the first place that you get to create connection. Mm. So for the people that were listening to this episode, if you note, the first question that I asked oddly was, dude, are you from Canada? Right. Are you from the Toronto area? How was I able to ascertain that? How was I able to know that? Because I'm listening. Right. Right. And not only was I listening to you, but I was listening before to other people Who had similar accents who had similar pronunciations who had similar intonations so that i can then make the connection what does that do okay i listen i say hey are you from here you respond and say yes now we've got a connection
1: that's it
0: now i'm like okay cool i had some people that were there now we start going further down the road that's right right and I'm like, yeah, I know about Young Street. I, I know about Jane and Finch, right? right. I, I, so, right, and now we're creating connection. It's like right. it's not like we just met. We we know each other. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. So, listening is your first cue or your first tool to create connection. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and with teaching students, you know. The the focus is, and so, you know, and why I I go back to listening because the focus is is, is for individuals or speakers, you know, they want to be like, Yes, I got my message, I got to get out. And they're they're so ultra focused on what they are doing that they miss the opportunity to connect. And and I'm sure you see it oftentimes,
0: all the time. All the time. People have, I mean, they're passionate about it. I, I know people, have, when I first started out in Toastmasters, yeah. there were people that came into the Toastmasters group because they were like, oh, I wanna be a motivational speaker. I wanna be a motivational speaker. I wanna be a motivational speaker. And they just said, I wanna speak. But they also didn't think about their audience and, and what was it that was effective. And there, and there was this one guy that had been motivational speaking for several years, yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I just don't know how to get hired in other places, or um, people—they just—they just—they're not just not—they're not feeling me, man. They're not vibing with my message, <laughs> right?" And so I heard him speak yeah. one time, yeah, and he was supposedly speaking to high school students, and I heard him speak, and this dude just sounded so angry. He was like, he thought he was motivating them, but but he was right. angry. He was angry and he was talking about um how 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 bad it is how dangerous it is out here in them streets been, you know and i'm kind of like brother um <laughs> these are uh semi-affluent <laughs> right. Right. high school students who right. have no idea right what it is like to live that life and so they're they're looking at you like where did you all this get guy? this guy from that's right yep <laughs> so yep. Yep. You've you've gotta be able to listen. You've got to be able to figure out what it is that drives your audience, what they will hear, what is important to them, so that then you can craft a message yes. that uh that connects with them. Yeah, get out of, get, get 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 out of your head. Just get yeah. out of your head. It's not about
1: you. Uh yes, you're the center of attention, but it's yeah. you know, they're 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 looking at what we're taking from you and they can't take from you if they don't connect you and it goes right back to that. It goes right back to that connection. if, not, if that's not happening, it's your it's your your job is even that much tougher as a speaker as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um uh, making a difference is something I also heard you talk a lot about too, in terms of how you want to make a difference with your audiences, and and uh, so I'm just sort of curious, uh, how how did that sort of interweave into your work? Uh, you know, considering again the path that you're on and that motivational part of what you do, how did that how how do you land on that?
0: Well, you know, I I think my, one of my beliefs, and I'll go back to the word purpose. A lot of people say that they're trying to find their purpose. And a lot of life coaches make money because people feel lost, they don't know their purpose. And I truly believe that everyone has the same purpose. Yeah, And that purpose is to make a difference, to make an impact, to transform the life of at least one person. Now, the way that you do it, the gifts, skills, and tools that you bring to it yes, might be different, but your job, your purpose is to make a difference, right? And so my goal, my purpose, the way that I do it is by saying to myself a personal mantra that anyone who enters my presence, anyone who I'm blessed to interact with will never leave the same way that they came in. Nice. Right, and so that's 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 the thing for me, man. If, if you're in my audience or if you're in an audience that I happen to be blessed to be in front of, Yep. Then I want you to walk out with a different feeling of, of hope. I want you to walk out with inspiration. I want you to walk out energized. And even if I didn't say a word, but I just stand and listened to, I just stand and played music and dance for three minutes. Right? I want you to walk out feeling like, oh my gosh, that Robert dude, he energized me. I, I, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can smile right now. Yeah, so yeah. whatever it is, change somebody, man. That's, that's my goal.
1: Well, and I think we all have that at our disposal, right? It's a, it's a challenge that we all have, and whether we choose to accept that challenge or not, it's really you know <laughs> the, the, the onus is on us. But I think we do, right? And, and and again, whether you choose to accept it really comes down to. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. That was like a Mission Impossible reference. So like- that's it. That's it.
1: That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. That's it. No exploding boxes, though. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i'd be oh, remiss I'd, I'd be remiss if i didn't touch on uh, uh the fact that uh much like myself you, you, you're a podcaster at least you were a former podcaster you don't. you don't do that no more
0: oh i still do it i still have a oh, podcast
1: okay yeah, have,
0: that- i'm on my fifth podcast we are i have the what's my story podcast yeah and you can go okay. to What's my story podcast. Live for the audio version, but we do it every Monday live at 1:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. So yeah, I've, this is my fifth podcast. I had my podcast before this was the RK3 show. The one before that was the leading with purpose podcast. Right. and then uh, the before that 3p success sessions. And my very first podcast, Back in like 2011, uh-huh. recorded on Google Hangouts, <laughs> nice. was was called "What Success Looks Like." So yeah, yeah we've been podcasting for a little bit. Man.
1: You know, I think I must have. I think I heard one. You got to the hundredth episode, and I think you said this is the last one, but maybe you're yeah, transitioning was,
0: to, another, to another. Yeah, one. that was the RK3 show. It was that was the, that was the end of the last one, and then yeah, we transitioned from that into the current one, which is the "What's My Story" podcast, and we just hit episode forty. Nice, nice.
1: Yeah. Well, wow. listen, I, I, as a, as a podcast myself, I have an appreciation for the work that that goes into it. I don't know if yeah, people yeah. totally understand unless you're doing it. You don't totally understand the the, the level of commitment. Like when you when you when you get into it, and even like a, even like a number like forty. I mean, I'm just I just said a hundred. I mean, I, it's, it's a lot. It's no yeah.
0: it's no joke, man. It, it's it's a, it's a labor of love, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, It's a labor of love, but there's also a strategic aspect. Sure. To sure, it, and maybe some people don't really understand that. I mean, my very first podcast, the reason that I started it was so that I could meet people and have conversations with people who were higher, further along the chain than I was and who I might not be able to just call up and say, hey, can I pick your brain for half an hour? No, <laughs> you, you cannot more. My rate is $1,500 per, <laughs> per minute. <laughs> right? So, you know, you know, getting on my first podcast, I, you know, I'm not anybody big, but you know, I get people like Chris Brogan and Tom Ziegler on on my podcast because we connect and we have conversation and I and I ask.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right we forget how simple that is you just ask and yeah. you'd be surprised the number of people that say hey this is great yeah. why not let's do it so yeah. um the, the, the last point i want i want to touch on robin this has been great i really appreciate you spending time this has been a blast uh, again i love i mean I'm, i'll go back to the storytelling that in itself I think there's so much value in that in terms of, you know, what, what you know, what I certainly want our listeners to walk away with is, is understanding the significance and the power of storytelling. So I, I do appreciate that, appreciate you for that. Um, yeah. You know, something I've heard you also speak on is touch about the significance of, of, of inspiring people to have the courage to be able to, to influence, impact, and inspire yeah. uh, other people. Um, I, 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 I intentionally slowed that down when I said it because I want people to hear it. That those are powerful. So first, first, a powerful mission, but certainly you know, powerful statement, right? When you can impact, influence, and inspire people, and you sort of yeah, talked yeah. about you know, the, you know, when, when they leave your presence, you know, what they walk away with. That's big, and so I want to sort of touch on that because that's that's significant. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I mean, if we walk through those three words, I mean, impact is. If you think about a a collision, right? An impact means that there is an imprint, Mm. right? It's not just that you you kind of wave and you walk by. There's literally, there's touching that takes place. There's an imprint that is left in that situation or on that person's life when you have come in contact. Influence after that means that there is something, some idea that you have some solution that you may provide, and you're influencing people to move based on the idea or the product that you have uh, created yeah. or have discovered or yep. are maybe an ambassador for, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? So you're, you're making a difference, you're leaving an imprint, you're, you're sharing a resource or sharing a way for people to move and you're showing them how to do that. And, and then the inspiration piece of it is, my goodness, life is hard, life is challenging, you're gonna meet some valleys and some hills, you're gonna have ups down, diagonals, upside down, flippity, whatever. And then you've gotta figure out a way and figure out how to get, gather the courage yeah. to move forward. So, yeah. so inspiration is, is that word, that statement, that message that says, yes, I yeah. know it seems hard right now. Right. But your current situation is not your final destination. Let's mm-hmm. get up and go. Mm. The courage to
1: tell your story, the courage to use your voice, the courage to stand up and, and share. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, 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 that's powerful. And I think it's a great note to end on. Robert, again, th- th- this has been really, really awesome. And uh, for, for our listeners, uh, if they want to learn more about you, catch up with you, where could we send them?
0: Man, I'm easy to find. I'm Robert Kennedy 3, the number 3 on all social platforms. You want to get involved or connect with me in my community? You can go to storytellersgrowthlab.com and as a matter of fact, very shortly we're having a summit called the Story to Stage Summit and you can go okay. to storytostagesummit.com to find out more about that. Story to Stage. Wow, that's big. Yes. That's big. And again, again, that, that kind
1: of goes back in recognizing the power of the story that we have. Whether, whether, and, and you know what, it's, it's really easy, the kind of thing, ah, that just happened to I me, mean, that didn't matter. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not about you and your how you feel about your story, it's how you impact other people with it, and what they take from it, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, I believe her name is Sher- Cheryl Wood. I don't know uh-huh. if she's the originator of this, but Cheryl says, that you're the star of your story, but your story's not for you.
1: Mm, mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's well, and it it's powerful. It says a lot, and really uh, moves the focus, right? Because it isn't about us. And so, uh, again, we talk about the courage, right? The courage to sort of tell those stories, to recognize it, to 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 see value in it. Those are all important things. And when you can do that effectively, man, you're onto something good. So that's, that's it. awesome. That's it. Awesome. awesome. Appreciate this, Robert, for, uh, for 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 rolling through, hanging on the podcast. All the best, my friend.
0: Oddly, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much.
1: Take care. Back- We are here on the podcast. And first off, got to give Robert a big shout out and thanks for being here and breaking down the art of of storytelling. Uh, Such a great conversation, uh, particularly when we got into the idea of of overcoming fears. And as Robert put it, you know, we're not getting rid of those butterflies. We're essentially helping them fly in formation. So I really appreciate you for, for, for being here and sharing. You know, Robert left us with so much great points. And if there's just one thing that I take from my conversation with him, It would be this. A good story has a profound ability to inspire, motivate, and change lives in ways we never thought imaginable. Whether it be a compelling tale of how we became victors in the face of adversity or a humorous or funny experience that stood out in our regular day-to-day, stories are powerful. The fact of the matter is, is that a story only becomes a story when we decide to share our experiences with others. And when we do so, we're unknowingly opening up the best parts of who we are while building a firm connection with others in the process. The power of sharing our experiences and being true to ourselves boosts our confidence. It pushes us to be better people and can leave a lasting impact that's empowering and liberating. And that's all because we decided to share our audacious stories. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com uh, enter in your email address and you'll be connected and alerted every time we've got brand new content that comes out uh, we've reached the end sadly of another episode of the audacious living podcast and as always I gotta give a big shout out to our awesome listeners and our lovers of audaciousness uh, for your tremendous and ongoing support it's always appreciated and, and thank you thank you thank you Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious.
0: You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.